Well, let's pray the chaplet of divine mercy. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me. I'm Drew Mariani, along with my colleague Maggie. We'll both be uh, interceding along with you before the throne of God. So if you have a need, a want, or an intention, you say, man, I need some extra prayer power. Here's the time to to get in because there is a line open for you at 888-914-9149. They fill up very quickly. So if you want to get on the air, it's 888-914-9149. You can go ahead and put that number in your speed dial. Use it any day. It's always good. Of course, Maggie, who will be praying with me, is on our X platform. So you know, you can send her a post at, uh, at X. It's uh, at Drew Mariani Show. At Drew Mariani Show. And uh, she'll give you some voice there. Of course, Facebook, um, YouTube, all the other places that we are streaming. Feel free to go ahead and uh, send those intentions over, and she'll see what she can do to, to get you on the air. Maggie, good to have you with me today. Anything you want to pray for as we begin? Yes. Um, there's a couple of things. Um, our colleague Patrick Alog mm-hmm. is down visiting his girlfriend, Gigi. Um, she's having surgery tomorrow on uh, what they think was they had diagnosed as um, stage one breast cancer. So I just want to pray that it goes exceptionally well and that uh, any cancer or future cancer is eliminated. Um, And then I also want to lift up my Aunt Molly, who's still suffering from some serious sinus issues. They don't know what it is. She's had a sinus infection basically for like five months now. Wow. She's exhausted. That's a cross, huh? Yeah, totally. Five months. Yeah. Not allergies, nothing in there. It's not allergies. They're taking CT scans. They've been doing all these tests. They they don't know exactly what it is. So we'll pray for how's your dad doing, by the way? He's doing good. Okay. He's doing good. We prayed for him. And your mom's a faithful listener too. Yeah. Mom said this morning when I called her that dad drove himself to his PT appointment this morning. That was the first time he'd (laughs) driven himself. There you go. You got to love it. Well, let me share uh, just one quick intention. I saw this as I was walking. Let me see if I can pull it up here. This person says, hey, Drew, I've been trying hard to find additional work or at least another job. Nothing seems to work. It's getting hard for me to pay my bills. Um, A friend of mine paid my power bill for me, and I'm grateful for this, but I'm getting very desperate. Uh, Could you please pray for me? Ask everyone who is praying the chaplet with you to pray. I pray for you and the whole staff every day, and I tune into the chaplet. I love Maggie, and I'm praying for her and her baby. Ask me to keep the name anonymous, so I will do that. But you got prayers coming for you, Maggie. Thanks, Anonymous. There you go. A couple other answered prayers that came in very quickly, and we'll start our chaplet. This person says, hey, Drew. And, you know, I shared this during the chapel, but I want to share this. I know it's when the when I shared it during the pledge drive, but I know that so often people come and go out of that. I love this um, this prayer. This this man wrote to me. He says, "Hi, Drew. I'm Dustin, and I live in California. After living with a man for seven for for after living with a man in sin for ten years, and praying every day to leave him, and live my life better for God." I was finally given the grace to leave. Now I am attending RCIA, and I'm working on becoming an ordained priest. I just want to praise God who is in the highest. And I love that prayer. We are praying for you, Dustin. And, you know, I know the prayers of parents, the prayers of you and of me, uh, they work. They bring about transformation. Somebody who's living in maybe an inappropriate lifestyle, it can be reconciled. It can be made right, you know, the the most impossible-looking situations with God's grace 
can be corrected. So let's pray for our children. Let's pray for our siblings. Let's pray for our parents, our loved ones, our coworkers, those who really need God's grace so they can get on that right path and, and experience the fullness of what life's intended to be and so they can be with him for all eternity. But we'll pray for him and for all men and women discerning vocations. Another person wrote, hey, I asked for prayers for my daughter and her boyfriend who have had health issues that have overwhelmed them last week. Uh, Friday Eve, they both had positive reports. My daughter's biopsy, three spots. We were very concerned about and prayed. want to let you know, after the prayer, the results are now benign. Her boyfriend did not need surgery for his diverticulitis with perforations. Just want to thank all the fervent prayer warriors. So thank you for writing as well. Thank you for that answer prayer. One final one here. <laughs> hey, this uh, past summer, my son was informed by his PCP that he had extremely elevated uh, liver results, highly elevated. They tested him for a number of issues. He had a follow-up appointment, and it indicated that the number had dropped, but still elevated concern. So we prayed. He saw a specialist last week. Today he received the results. And good news, the specialist informed him that his test results are normal, as if nothing ever happened, and his liver is normal. So I want to thank you and everyone who prayed the chaplet for him. Uh, and they, I didn't give me, well, like I say, I'll keep the name anonymous as well. So I just want to thank you for sending those answered prayers. God can give us, you know, can change those test results, right? He can change that inappropriate lifestyle. He can eradicate cancerous cells and he can work a miracle in your life. So let's pray right now. If you're struggling financially or struggling with health or in your relationship, or even just with your walk with the Lord, you know, you just, you, it's, it's a struggle for you. Let's turn to his mercy. And we will ask right now for his grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for our country, too. I want to pray for our president, in particular for President Joe Biden. Um, had a rough last week. Uh, some people questioning his age and 
cognitive decline. And we'll talk about that after the chaplet is over. But I want to pray for our leadership in this country uh, and, and for peace in the world. Uh, we, we certainly need that. I really want to make that part of this daily prayer because God hears this prayer. I'm telling you, grace is flow. I want to pray that we're protected from degeneration, from disaster, from disease, from war. The world will bring uh, the world will bring peace to the world. Rita is praying with us in Ontario, Canada. Hi, Rita. Good afternoon. Hi, hello, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, my family lives in Malta, and my sister she's very sick, and I'm not doing well with my health issue, so I cannot go overseas to visit her. So I'm asking, please, for prayers for her, okay. and even for me, please. Um, if Anybody can pray for me, please. I would love to sell the apartment building. We own an apartment building, me and my husband. And I am so tired of the abuse of the tenants. I'm, I'm afraid I cannot take it anymore, the abuse, the verbal abuse that I take. So if, if anybody can pray for me, please. And I really thank you for all the things you do, Drew. Thank you. Well, Rita, hang in there, okay? Because we are going to pray for you right now. We're going to lift you, you up. And um, let's just put this in the hands of the Lord. He can remedy this situation. So, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I, I, I want to pray for her and for her sister. who's very sick. But, Lord, for those trying to sell properties, um, qualify for mortgages, find a place to live, pray for the homeless. I give you all those intentions, but in particular uh, for this weary daughter of yours. And I just ask you hear the cries of all of us who gather together on her behalf. I pray for all those united with us in prayer. I thank you for your mercy. I trust in it as I pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. You know, Rita, just just a thought came to me as I was praying. I remember my wife and I, when we were newly married, we'd bought a home. We had an opportunity to buy a second one, and our home had to sell, and it didn't sell. So Suddenly, I'm finding myself grappling with two mortgages and didn't know what to do. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that this home would sell. And God sometimes sends angels, right? One day, without me ever advertising this home was for rent, we got a letter in our mailbox from a woman saying, I'd like to rent your home. She gave us a number, which is far above anything we would have ever asked. She rented that home for a year. When she moved out, the home sold instantly. So God has these strange ways of resolving our problems. I know we're looking for the immediate sale. Maybe God has something else in store. Maybe he'll send you an angel. Maybe somebody listening today came through. And that goes for anyone right now who's trying to sell their home or is looking for the right opportunity. Put your trust in God and don't worry about it. Just know that God hears your prayer and he has a way of working things out. I look back over the course of my life and I see the fingerprints of God over so many of those situations. We'll jump down to El Paso, Texas. May is praying with us there. Hi, May. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, Drew. Um, I'm asking for prayers for employment. Um, tomorrow I'll be having my eighth interview. I keep getting job interviews, but no job offers. Um, I'm, I was a teacher, so I left during COVID to take care of my aunt and my daughter that was injured by the vaccine. But it's been very difficult to come back to school for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even with my experience, I just can't get back in. So tomorrow is an interview that I really want. It's okay. actually the position I left before I had to come back and take care of my family. And also in Thanksgiving for my daughter's recovery from her injury, she had become paralyzed by the vaccine. And Thanksgiving that I'm able to take care of my aunt and uh, for my cousin, Gracie, that is suffering right now in, co- in hospice with cancer as well. Well, let's do this, May. Let's pray for you. Do me a favor too, May. I, I've got a daughter who really is looking for a new job. She's trying to change her position as well. And she's like you. She's done interview after interview after interview, and nothing seems to open up, right? And um, I'm convinced that the Lord must have something special for her and something special for you. I'm going to add you to my, my prayer list because I pray for her every day. So you will be prayed for. But let's get our spiritual family together right now, and we'll we'll pray that you have the intelligence and the eloquence and the charisma to leave an indelible impression on those who are going to make this decision. And this is for you that that door open up and you find great joy there. And Lord, I give to you not just May. I give to you uh, my daughter Olivia. I give to you all of my uh, all my intentions. But I give to you those who are underemployed and unemployed, and those who are looking for just a little more income. Those who are drowning in debt as well, Lord, I give you the finances and the occupations and the vocations of those who are asking for your mercy. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, my Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Praying with me, of course, is Maggie. She prays every day along with us and uh, say a prayer for her. She's four, going on five months pregnant mm-hmm. right now. So that's going on with the baby. I want to pray for women who cannot get pregnant who's struggling with fertility issues or, or men who have uh, low sperm counts or other complications and uh, for those trying to adopt those uh, who are contemplating abortion too lord that you'll just send your graces to those situations maggie what are you praying for what do you need just uh, remembered i, I want to lift up our colleague nick and his wife olivia also up in just prayer for them and, and the safety of their baby Um, Yesterday was the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and I want to lift up a special prayer for Megan and Cheyenne for their healing. Um, Our colleague Lana sent us a a prayer request. She said, could you please include today in the chaplet a prayer for a woman named Carmel, who's concerned about the health of her nephew, her godson. She's asking for a miracle for conversion of his heart and to heal his mental and physical isolation. I took this during the pledge drive and told her we would include it during the chaplet at some point. Um, 
Vilia from Bloomingdale, Illinois, has stage two lung cancer and is starting chemo today. Um, we're asking for complete healing of that cancer and may she stay strong and know that she is loved and supported by many friends and, and prayer warriors. Maddie from Rhode Island says, Dear Drew and Maggie, please pray for my cousin, my 29-year-old cousin, John. He had a tragic fall last week at a power plant where he works in upstate New York. He fell seven stories and is in critical condition with life-threatening injuries. He needs a miracle. Please pray for the family. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, we'd also like to pray for Andrea as she's in critical condition after having brain surgery to remove a tumor. She's 52 years old and needs a miracle. She's from Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, Adelita wrote to us on Twitter. She said, asking prayers for my grandson who has a speech delay for an upcoming trip and that we may be protected and safe by our Lord and our Lady for friends and family as we go into Lent. Thanks, Relevant Radio, Drew, Crew, Maggie, Patrick, <laughs> Father, Rocky, and staff. And our friend Mac on Twitter says that he's having knee surgery this week, so I just want to pray that it goes exceptionally well for him. Lift him up and... Uh... I, I want to pray in Thanksgiving, too, on this deck, just for every donor who's made the chaplet possible. I mean, your generosity allows us to come together as a spiritual community, as a family, because we're all chosen to live at this particular moment in time, and to pray for one another. And I just ask that God will bless you in ways you can't imagine. And know that, really, uh, the Lord make great promises to those who promote his mercy. And, and you're entitled to all those because you make this possible. Uh, Lord, I give you those intentions, Maggie Voice. We're going to add to the uh, to the stack as well, Tim, who's in South Chicago. Hi, Tim. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, Drew. I listen. I listened to you uh, for 20 years. I've met you out at Chicago Heights about 12 years ago. You were coming out of that chapel. I bumped into you. Uh, just, just the best. Uh, God Thank bless you, you and your crew. God bless you. Uh, just real quick, I have uh, two uh, very special friends. And they're both suffering with uh, multiple illnesses. And uh, Dan and Shar and Shar is having an operation towards the end of the month, a major operation. And then my Kelly has anxiety, uh, so I pray for her. And uh, we're just praying for all our children to come back to the church. Amen. Tim, I'll pray for your children, and I'll pray for you too. Thank you for your kind words, and hope our paths cross again soon. Lord, I give you to him and all of his heart's intentions. You know what he prays for, and I ask that you. He, in a very visible way, um, allow him to see the results of those prayers. I, I pray for Dan. We pray for Shar, uh, both who are sick. Shar uh, who's having that major operation. And for all these intentions, I pray for anyone who's battling illness today, anyone who's facing surgery, anyone trying to recover from it. I want to pray for a friend of mine. Her name is Jenny. And uh, I bumped into her last night. She had some health issues recently I found out about. So, Jenny, I'm praying for you. And um, I give you all those who unite now with me in this prayer. We turn to you with trust. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole 
whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we'll go to uh, Wisconsin next. Anna, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. I have a prayer intention. Is um, I'm praying for my son, 23 years old. I think he might have a gambling problem. I notice he's been pulling out money, withdrawing, and putting it in. And he's not answering my calls. Most of the time, he'll text me once in a while that he's fine. I'm just afraid for him. And um, also, there's a drinking problem in our family that I want to pray for my brother and sister and my niece. And for all those who are having problems with any kind of addiction. Thank you. It's tough. Anna, hang in there. Okay. I'll, I'll remember you on my ride home tonight when I spend a little bit of time in prayer as well. And I'll pray for your son. Um, gambling's serious. I mean, my father had struggled with compulsive gambling for a while. Um, have your son check out Gamblers Anonymous. You should check into it. We had a guest on a little bit earlier in my first hour, a guy named Scott Weeman, who founded an organization called Catholic in Recovery. Do your due diligence. Check these sites out. Maybe you can somehow get your son connected to them. I mean, quite often when somebody battles addiction, they have to hit rock bottom. Uh, we don't want that, but uh, let's let's ask right now. Lord, I pray for all those struggling with addictions, those with a compulsion to gambling, those who are struggling with pharmaceuticals or alcohol or drug addictions. I want to pray for those with sexual addictions, especially those who are battling pornography. Lord, I just give you uh, addiction. And I know these can be very dark, deep, hurtful hooks that the evil one can implant into individuals and they can rupture families and relationships. So I ask that you heal, that you liberate, Lord, that you free those who are struggling in this area. Just give them the graces they need and, and give their loved ones the patience and the wisdom that they need as uh, the events will unfold in the days ahead. So, Lord, mercy, the eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. I'll go back to the phones, but uh, Nelson, who's calling in Arlen, Texas, he's asking for Father Brooks, who's in the hospital right now. We'll pray for Father Brooks. Lori, who's called from Tom Rivers, New Jersey, was just told that she has cancer. I'm going to lift that up as well and vanquish those cancer cells, Lord. And Anita, who's in Las Vegas, Nevada, is joining us. She's been waiting the longest here. So, Anita, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm in the seventh month of my stroke recovery. I have stage four lung cancer, and I really need some prayers. And I trust in Jesus so much, and I love him so much. But I need prayers of healing. Please, God, if it's your will, please heal me. Anita, I'm so sorry for what you're going through. I want you to know you're not alone. All right? We're here for you. I am glad you got through. And 
not only do you have the prayers of you have my prayers, you have Maggie's, and you have our entire spiritual family here. I know the Lord hears your cries. I know he knows your situation, and I want you to put your trust in him right now as we pray, okay? We're going to pray that God hears your prayers. Those tears of yours are wiped away. Lord, I pray for health. I pray for healing for this woman right now. I pray for all the struggles, those heavy crosses that she's carrying. May she feel your presence. And I lift up all those united with me now, Lord. We all have different needs. We all have different wants and desires. We all have different intentions that we are praying for. We give you those we love. We give you our hearts. And we place these intentions in your merciful heart as we pray. Eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy Holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you are dealing with anyone who is struggling with dementia, Maybe age, maybe memory. You know, the president has come under a lot of heat recently because of some of his misspeaks, if you will. Try to be charitable about some of those. Um, he's not alone. I mean, he's up there in age, and, and we're seeing evidence of what may be mental decline. Other people say that's not the case. I'm going to look at that when I return. But if you've got a loved one, I mean, the baby boomer generation is now aging. What are the signs of it? And what do you do with somebody you love? is struggling with that. We'll look at that so much more when I return. If you want to join me online at relevantradio.com, you can always download the mobile app for Relevant Radio. You'll be glad you did. Great way to listen to or stay tuned on the station you're now listening to me. I'll be right back. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Tammy, who was listening in Florida for donating her 2016 BMW Z4. 
You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. I'm sick and tired of smart guys. I'm sick and tired of ordinary people being fleeced. I'm tired of being quiet. Where I'm sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. I'm sorry it takes so long, guys, but everybody knows I like kids better than people. I like kids better than people. Everybody knows I like kids better than people. Look at them. People are waiting for relief. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. That was the... uh... President of the United States, President Joe Biden. You heard some of the things he said last week. There was a special counsel. We were doing a pledge drive last week, so our schedule, you know, was slightly amended. I didn't have a chance to kind of take a look at uh, at this issue. And by the way, thank you. I just I want to send out a big thanks to anyone who helps support this three o'clock hour. Is an hour which, when people get behind us, really, it's 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 a vote for divine mercy. And your generosity has just been off the charts. Relevant not only hit its goal, but we are now over goal by about 200000 which will really help give us a little more breathing room come next pledge drive. So thank you for all that you've done. If you haven't, if you missed the drive or you haven't made a pledge and you said, you know, I've been thinking about it, I can do it. Guess what? I got my refund back or I got this inheritance. Or you can call 877 or go online to relevantradio.com. There's lots of ways still to give. And we're a listener-supported Catholic radio. So thank you. But a home run last week, our first pledge drive of the entire year. And we made goal and superseded it thanks to generous donors just like you. So thanks. Hey, uh, I, I want to talk about anyone who's experiencing cognitive decline, anyone who may be having problems with their memory, anyone having problems with forgetfulness, maybe age, right? It's it's a tough situation. The... Uh, Last week, the special counsel who was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that he's going to be, well, he's not going to be bringing any charges against President Biden in connection with all uh, that classified material that he stored in his personal garage. I mean, some of this came when he was a senator, some as a VP. Um, he, he, not just his garage, he had some in his think tank at the University of Pennsylvania, too. And those documents, some were top secret uh, for when he was uh, when he was VP. So the special counsel, a guy named Robert Hur, announced that, look, I'm not going to bring charges for one reason, and that reason is that any jury, if we took this thing to trial, um, would find the president, yeah, he's a nice elderly man who's he's got memory problems. So you, you know the the problems like, you know, thinking you had, thank you very much, uh, who had, um, if you're wondering who I'm thanking, <laughs> Dennis just walked in with a cup of coffee. I am dealing with... Serious uh, late night from the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I forgot I was talking to you on live national radio. So <laughs> maybe I need a cognitive checkup. No, so anyway, I want to get back to the special counsel, her. He says, I'm not gonna bring it, I'm not gonna bring this to trial because people are gonna say, Oh, this is an, an older man, right? He's got some memory problems. He's he's affable, he's he's a good guy. Um, and you know, you you think, well, the president made some mistakes. 
you know, he had some weird conversations recently, and it seems to be happening with with greater frequency. He had conversations, or not conversations. He has he mixed up the leaders of several countries, like Mitterrand, the former president of France, and uh, Helmut Kohl, the former chancellor of Germany. Both have been dead for years. It's almost as though he was living in the past. And the special counsel even reported that you know Joe Biden couldn't remember within several years when his, his own son died and I feel terrible for him. I, I mean, I really do. I, when I saw, I just feel bad. I don't understand why Jill Biden and, and everyone else would be putting him out like this. If indeed this is the case, that's what I want to talk about. How do we know? In just a moment, Dr. Paula Trepaz is going to be joining us and we'll get her take on the signs and how serious these problems actually are. Um, I would think that, you know, I'd remember when, you know, I first became vice president or when I became a senator or when my son died and uh, vice president or president Biden uh, didn't. Now, now, again, everybody speaks. I speak for three hours a day on national radio. Inevitably, I'm going to misspeak, misquote a couple of weeks ago. I confused the leader of France with, I think, the leader of, of Canada. Right. I mean, just in my mind, I was thinking of, of, of you know, Trudeau and. I was referring to France and conflated the two presidents, right? It just, it was, uh, it happened. So I, I do want to give him a pass. President Biden, Trump has misspoken as well. Uh, a lot of people do. So I want to put that into perspective. But just to give you a larger view too, more people are turning 65 this year than we've ever had before in our country. Even even more will reach that milestone next year. We got this boomer generation that's aging. So questions about dealing with memory are going to become far more commonplace. And uh, it's it's not a given that as you get older, your memory will, will be lost. I have an aunt who's 93 years old. She is sharp as a tack. It's crazy how smart she is, right? So, you know, I, I've, I've known plenty of older people who, you know, keep their, their mind sharp into the 90s. So what is it about that? You know, why does it affect certain Americans and not others? The Alzheimer's Association says that 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's, but within 25 years, 13 million will. So pretty strong likelihood it might hit your family. I'm joined right now by, as I said, Dr. Paula uh, Trepaz. And uh, dealing with dementia is not easy. She's here to help. Uh, she's a medical executive with academic medicine and pharmaceutical industry experience, and she's worked extensively with neurodegenerative diseases, including developing drugs for helping to deal with them, and thought we'd tap into her expertise for some some perspective. Uh, Dr. Trepaz, good afternoon. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, Happy to be here. Yeah, my, my heart goes out to anyone who has the dementia, um, you know, or who's in cognitive de decline, and, you know, we, with Alzheimer's is a tough thing. Um, how common is this? And, and maybe lay out for us what the signs of these ailments are. How, how do we identify them? How, is it, how does it differ from forgetfulness or conflating one person with another person or one leader with another leader? And, and real signs that somebody's memory may be on the, uh, or mind may be, uh, may be fading. Yeah, it's a good question because um, dementia is usually preceded by a stage we called mild cognitive impairment and the symptoms of that might be memory uh, having difficulty remembering things that were recent uh, but it could also be other things that might be preceded by a personality change or some mood changes and it really depends on the cause 
the really important thing is to get a really good medical evaluation and make sure things like a thyroid problem or glucose, maybe there's undiagnosed diabetes, uh, there could be little strokes. So there's any number of things that might be causing some trouble with cognition that uh, deserve an evaluation just to kind of get started on what might be causing it. Yeah. Uh, if, um, if you want to join the conversation, maybe you've got a loved one and you're not quite sure what to do, um, feel free to give us a call. It's 888-914-9149. And again, I, I'm not here to be partisan, doctor. I don't know what your politics are or anyone's uh, for that matter right now. But I do look at the leader of the free world and, and just as a professional, um, what's your view on the state of the current president? I know you haven't evaluated him, but just from what we see, it's a high pressure job, probably not a lot of sleep. You know, I'm sure if I had to give as many talks, I'd be stumbling just as much, but what do you make of the objectively of, of, of president Biden and his age? Clearly you can see the age. Like I saw footage of him from 2023. There was a news package that ran and he was talking about something. It wasn't had anything to do with his age, but then they showed a current statement and it looked like he went through a time machine in a year, right? It was, I just felt bad for the man. Uh, what is your assessment of, uh, of the president from, from where you sit in, in terms of what you see? I, I really can't say cause I haven't examined him and um, he, I don't know whether he's had, a full medical evaluation, but I can speak in general that if someone is having some difficulties, they want to get lab tests, they'll probably get a CT scan of the brain or MRI. Um, and there are some things that are treatable and there are some things that may not be. So if there's a, a neurodegenerative mm -hmm. process that's thought to be happening um, for mild cognitive impairment, about 40 to 50% of people might have the neuropathology associated with Alzheimer's disease. Um, so cognitive testing can kind of help, but sometimes people look like they have Alzheimer's and they have a different kind of dementia um, or a different process going on, maybe little strokes or something. The, there, there are um, ways to get more diagnostic certainty if one uh, gets that far and needs to understand if it might be an Alzheimer's process even very early, and that would be getting an amyloid PET scan. Yeah. And those have not been covered for most people by, uh, by Medicare. And since uh, dementia or mild cognitive impairment tends to be uh, more frequent in those who are older, mm -hmm. so chances are they don't have the private insurance coverage. But CMS has now reconsidered and uh, the position of not paying for the amyloid PET scan and uh, because of the new medicines that are on the market now and FDA approved that work by uh, reducing the amyloid in the brain very specifically. So before one wants to get on one of those medicines, which they'd be on for a long time and are, <clears throat> are not inexpensive, one would want to be sure that they have amyloid in their brain or the drug wouldn't work. And so the good news is that there are some uh, possibilities if Alzheimer's is the specific diagnosis. Yeah, my, my wife, um, yeah, her her uncle struggled with um, some of these signs. So I'm familiar with them. I, he was a great man, but he'd get lost in places that he knew well, or he'd ask the same question over and over again. Um, I know some people have trouble, you know, maybe following recipes or directions or becoming more confused uh, about places. Um, are, are there 
particular tests you'd recommend or what advice would you give to those listening right now? Say, hey, that sounds like my dad or that sounds like my husband or that sounds like my, my spouse. Yeah, um, and Drew, those are great examples of symptoms that might lean you more toward the Alzheimer's um, yeah. kind of because of where in the brain it's happening. So thank you for listing those. They are common. One of, So you could go to your, your, your physician and they could get maybe some screening cognitive tests or uh, there is something called the brain test. Uh, and it's on braintest.com, and people can do their own cognitive evaluation at home if they have a touchscreen computer or a tablet. And it's out of Ohio State University, started as a pencil and paper test uh, by a neurologist, Dr. Douglas Shari, and now it is available electronically. And it, it, a lot of people right. feel squeamish or worried, and so this is something that you can do you know, in the comfort of your home. Right. And that might be a very first step someone might want to do and then take the results to their to their family physician. Well, doctor, I'm grateful for having you here. Hold the thought. I have to take a short pause here. When we come back, we can talk more. If you want to get in, I only have the doctor for a few more minutes, but feel free to join us. The number is 888 And when we come back, I'll share with you a couple little tips for dealing with forgetfulness. I think we all forget stuff. I think a lack of sleep sometimes can exacerbate that or other things, too. There are tips. And then we haven't talked really about mild cognitive impairment. You look at some of these situations, and they're so serious. But um, what are some of the signs of just having a mild cognitive impairment and uh, much more? Feel free to join us. We'll grab your calls, 888 888-914-9149. We'll be back with more right after this. Did you like what Drew and the guest had to say? Get caught up on this conversation and all the others by going to the relevant radio archives. Just search for The Drew Mariani Show. Hey, join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Czestochowa, and the infant child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's you, uh, that's that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. So President. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. Mr. President, Mr. President, it's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. I actually got to credit the president. I thought that was such a great line to. Uh, uh, Ducey, the reporter there for Vox, was saying, Mr. President, you know, he's asking his question about memory. He says, you know what? <laughs> I forgot. I shouldn't be asking you, you know, for questions. It's funny. That guy, he's always being hammered. He raises his question. If you're just joining me today, you know, we're, we're taking about taking a look. And you, I'm sure, have saw that exchange. It played ad nauseum over the past three or four days, right? But it raises questions. And we're venturing into a very delicate Yet, I think vital conversation about aging, about mental health, 
about mental decline, about the responsibilities we carry for our loved ones, especially for those who are in leadership, like the president as well. Um, those discussions you know, that surrounded President Biden's age and cognitive abilities are coming up over and over again. And this became a big story because the DOJ, their, their report, um, served as a backdrop, uh, not so much about whether he mishandled uh, you know, top-secret material, but it raised questions about his mental health. And now the White House is scrambling to try to deal with it. But you know, to pull out a little bit and look at a bigger thing, um, as we get older— you know, there are cognitive changes. There's mental decline, right? Dementia is a term that encompasses a, a range of cognitive impairments, and it touches the lives of millions of families around the globe. Maybe yours. Maybe it will be touching yours soon. And it's a condition that does not discriminate. All walks of life are, are affected by this. So uh, it's crucial that I think as you approach this topic, it's got to be done with sensitivity. It's got to be done with compassion, uh, the signs of, of cognitive impairment can be everything from memory loss to difficulty in planning to, to, to confusion with time and, and place to challenges in understanding visual images and changes in mood and personality. So I've invited today uh, an expert in the field to help us better navigate and understand the complexities of this. We'll take a few of your calls. I only have a few moments, though. My guest today, Dr. Paula uh, Tripp has, and it's so good to have her with me today. You can get in at 888 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. She's worked extensively with neurodegenerative diseases, including developing drugs for dealing with them. And, and, and Dr., let's let's pick it up on... Um, on that point as well, you know, it's it's broad brush. It's not just forgetting things, is it? There are other aspects to this type of decline. Maybe you can unpack them. I don't know where we are. I think we're going to see more cases of this in the not-too-distant future. Maybe there's some drugs on the horizon that can really turn back the hands of time. Um, g give me your 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 view of um, the scope of this, if you could. Yeah, we're getting much better at diagnosing uh, different types of dementias as well as developing drugs that may be more specific to the pathology um, it, it's a condition that starts usually very subtly, unless you have a major stroke that, that is massive and causes a lot of various uh, cognitive problems. But they're like frontotemporal dementia. The person may lose insight uh, and may not understand or be aware that they're having difficulties. They might have a change in personality, like getting more obsessive compulsive. Um, then Alzheimer's is, a, is the most common and uh, getting lost in familiar places, not remembering uh, things, and maybe not being able to to do some of the this more sophisticated what we call instrumental activities of daily living. So be like managing the checkbook, managing the money, um, or following a recipe. Things that you have to do in series. Uh, you know, judgment calls, maybe mood changes if they do realize they're having some cognitive impairment, uh, and it, it's. It's really important to to be aware that 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 may precede yeah. something more more full and yeah. and more impairing. Um, yeah. And doctor, what about anger? Does that seem to manifest at times? You see the grumpy old man get off my yard. You know, you you hear some people get very angry. Is that a sign of the cognitive decline as well, or dementia? Yeah. Or? Yes, that's a common thing, particularly in Alzheimer's, um, okay. the agitation and aggression that they may have. And okay. often it's associated with other symptoms that might be uh, related to severe 
depressive kind of symptoms yeah. or what we call psychotic symptoms like uh, hallucinations or often a, there sure. may be a, like a paranoia or persecutory, like yeah. someone came in my house and stole my jewelry or, you know, yeah. my family member uh, took all my money. Um, and, and those are common, but they right. are associated a little bit later in, in the disease then maybe mood changes uh, that may come on earlier um, or more subtle intellectual cognitive. One of the things that you mentioned was it can affect anybody, and that's absolutely true, but there are things that we notice are protective, particularly of Alzheimer's, which is the most common, um, and some things that are risk factors. So risk factors include already having diabetes or some kind of cardiac or or, uh, atherosclerotic vascular disease or strokes, Um, or smoking. So there there are many risk factors uh, and not exercising, um, being overweight. So there are these things that are just not good in general for your health that are also associated as risks for having Alzheimer's disease. And those are things that maybe they're modifiable. Um, Also keeping your brain busy as well as exercising, walking and and, uh, getting aerobic exercise, but doing puzzles is a good thing or doing anything different with your brain, like exercising your brain is important. What we know is that uh, particularly with Alzheimer's disease, that the more years of education you have, the more cognitive reserve you have, meaning your brain has been probably challenged so much that there are more neuronal connections or things that even if you lose some neurons, you still have some that you can compensate. The problem with that is that people with higher education may have an onset that's later, but yeah. but when it finally becomes noticeable, they might fall off a cliff yeah, and might get severe pretty quickly. Right. So the pattern is could be slightly different for someone with medical conditions that are risks, and it may sneak on in a gradual way, um, maybe a little bit earlier, even you know in one sixties. Well, I want to grab a call or two. So I don't think I have a whole lot of time. Let me. Tom is asking, are there any? medicines that help with dementia. Tom, good afternoon. I hope I got your question right. Yeah, you did. Um, you know, I've heard like the Aricept commercials and Namenda mm-hmm. indications and so forth. And probably about six months ago, they were talking about Viagra oh, actually wow. having some kind of positive impact on the prevention of Alzheimer's. I just wonder right. what the latest is because I haven't heard anything right. in the last number of months. Tom, great questions. Thank you. Uh, Doctor, I only have about a minute for you, so I'm going to let you respond to that. Yeah, the um, the cholinesterase inhibitors have been around for a long time, and Namenda, um, which um, is an NMDA-related medication, those have been around a long time and may help slow it a little bit. But the more recent, more specifically targeted ones to amyloid, which are, which are now FDA-approved, uh, can slow about 27%. Um, so they slow uh, and delay the the symptoms somewhat, but they they still, you know, the disease yeah. is going to still march on because we really don't know what causes Alzheimer's. Doctor, is there a resource people can turn to very quickly? The Alzheimer's Association is a great place to look for information, and they have 24/7 people who you can call on the phone and ask for a, a, maybe you have a problem with a loved one managing them in the middle of the night Thank or you, something. Doctor. I got to leave it right there. That's Dr. Paula Tripaz. I'll be right back.